Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Wisconsin Association of Fairs annual convention in the Dells offered members an opportunity to network with the 75 county, district, and state fairs across Wisconsin. Between workshops, roundtable discussions, and a trade show highlighting associate members, over 900 people attended this year. I'm here with Jamie Butkey, the executive secretary and treasurer of the association. And Jamie, there was not a convention last year due to the pandemic. So when we talk about getting back to business, what has that looked like for you this year? I think first and foremost is that we're just back together. Uh, We had, you know, we didn't have our convention last year. We did a virtual version and then we followed it up with, you know, 12 weeks of Zoom calls. Um, So I think just the person to person part was what was needed and even our workshops this year although we had presenters we did not fill all of our workshops as a presenter driven we probably kept half of our sessions as a networking we gave them a topic and said let's talk about it because that's what we've missed we've missed that interaction if there's one thing about our fair family we share we are truly a family it's you know one thing that's very unique in our organization if you have a great idea and it's it's something that is successful at your fair there's another fair that wants to know what that is and share it, and we'll share the blueprints on how to do it. You know, why should we all recreate the wheel? Every fair can make it their unique, but it's a great program that's working, so why not share it? So I think just the fact that we could get back together and we all missed the interaction um, that you, yeah, you can see smiling faces on a, on a screen, but it's just the togetherness and the amount of networking that gets done at our convention is the number one success that we have here. What has the overall response been from attendees and even from board members here at the state? So coming into convention, you know, it's the first one, uh, especially with, you know, COVID numbers rising and so forth. You sit and you say, how many people are we going to come to convention? We are so pleasantly surprised that our numbers of attendees are right in line with where we've been in the past. The fairs just came out with their members. From an associate standpoint, um, we were down numbers of associates. Was, you know, somebody who normally sent us five, six associates maybe only sent us two, but yet our associates were represented like they've been in the past. So everyone, you know, is pivoting on the point that they need to make their organization work. But um, turnout's been fantastic. Workshops have been well attended. Um, it's, yeah, everything's just been fun, fair, networking, all in one, you know, get together again. And Jamie, what's in store for 2022? So I think for 2022, the things that our fairs walk away with, we have a lot of changes with ATCP 160. So all of our fairs, member fairs are part of following those the rules of ATCP 160. So we're in that process of, of bringing some of those rules, fine tune them a little bit, clean up some wording, some things that we have seen over the years that we need to tweak, we're, we're putting into that rule. So getting that done so that it can be effective coming into the 2023 fair season. I know you're going to be like, we just got done talking about we're going into 2022 but that process takes a long time so that work now 
uh, probably won't be implemented until October, you know, so that's how far ahead we're thinking of certain things. So that's a big one for us. I think the other thing is big discussions that we've had, like the Carnival Amusement Business was here. Everyone's having issues finding people to work. You know, you're all hearing the same thing. So how can our fairs adjust the traditional side of what they've been doing at their fair, but make it still profitable? So where are you finding workers? Where are you finding the volunteers? And what things can you change that maybe can be done, you know, by going online to do it and yet still come to the fair. So I think we're all trying to find a better way to be more efficient so we can do things with with less manpower. And we've seen that decline in workforce across industries, but we've also seen a decrease in exhibits and even the number of exhibitors at our fairs. What is the Wisconsin Association of Fairs doing to help bring those numbers to where they were before the pandemic hit? Yeah, it's always a topic of discussion. One of the things in my position, I've been um, on a on a task force with the um, UW Extension. We meet on a monthly basis and we talk about um, talk about with them this partnership that we have. Like 4-H is a huge part of fairs, and we've seen it. We've seen a trend of was it because of the pandemic you know how people aren't coming back out right away does will that change in this coming year we don't know those are concerns so you know we ha- we have those discussions um, we're working with our fairs as well to say what other organizations can show at your fair how are you enticing how are you changing your premium books are you changing stuff up to entice a, a new generation to come the other thing that our fairs are trying to do or we keep enticing is how do you promote egg education in a fun way because the further and further we are removed from egg you know now we're probably what five generations is the norm now so how do you how do you educate the family both the parent and the kid that you make them want to come back again and our our fairs get really creative with their egg they have egg tents you know discovery barns all that type of stuff and I think we're just finding that it's not just the egg part we even have to have our fairs promote the different type of exhibits so think about how Let's say you go in your exhibit building. I've seen Lego contests. I've seen all these different areas where they're like, you do a, a on-site type of demonstration. Um, where if a kid sees, oh, I could do, I could do a Lego thing. Yeah, I could bring that as a project to the fair. I think we're t- having to learn to take the spin of enticing them and showing them a simple thing that they can do that's fun and exhibit because we're we're we have to find a way to get you know more exhibits to come in. Is there any kind of funding or grants available through the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to help build those agricultural programs at local fairs? When Bob Williams passed away, you know, he was such an advocate for us. And one of the things he thoroughly enjoyed was what I had just talked about, the ag adventure uh, type of displays that we had. So in his honor, we had sent uh, set up a $1,000 grant. And um, this is, our, I believe, our fourth year that we are presenting it. Um, we chose to cho- uh, give out two $500 um, cash awards. And basically, fairs can apply. Uh, once a year it's usually by November Uh, they tell us a project that they're going to do to promote more egg education at the fair and they just show us what that program is what their expenses are going to be it's actually a really simple process and then the next year they come back and they do a a display and tell me what you did how did you use it Um, but it's a way to keep Bob's memory alive in the one aspect of the fair that he just thoroughly thought fairs are doing a great job on and so we could get all the fairs to do that. The other area that we were really excited about is we were teaming up with the Midwest Farm Report, and we are taking a fair story contest that Bob Williams also started, which I think is funny. We started it in 2014, and and when we were talking about the program uh, at convention, we 
we referenced a line in there and Bob was like, let's share fair stories so that the future generations know. It was with our theme this year on Back to the Future. But the fair story contest is going to kick off on March 1st. Applications will be able to be between March 1st and May. Tell us your fair story. Bob was a great storyteller. And the one thing, he loved hearing fair stories. And over the years, we've had some great ones. I can tell you one about a purple bunny. I can tell you about people who got engaged at the fair. I mean, we have just found such humor in these different stories. Um, There was one where this guy had tickets that he, they were in the garbage and he stole them. And the next year he went to the fair and rode all these rides and had this guilty. I mean, it was great stories and everyone has one right but they don't think to share them so we are super excited that on a new platform and social media all generations can submit it they can record it they can videotape it they can email it but they're going to be able to share a fair story and at the end of the day win money so the grand prize is going to be $500 the reserve grand champion will get $250 and then in June we'll announce who that winner is but then May will lead up to share these stories that are out there and then I just think people will get to relive the fair of of every generation I mean and you can submit all all the stories you want that's one thing that we found this this last year when we had fairs it didn't happen and then you had a year where fairs were back people wanted to be at the fair they so totally missed it so let's keep on that same excitement level and have people share their fair stories That's Jamie Butkey, the executive secretary and treasurer of the Wisconsin Association of Fairs, who says they are working hard to bring exhibitors and their families back to Wisconsin's county, district, and state fairs this year. Through grant programs like the one created in Bob Williams' memory, the Wisconsin Association of Fairs is also hoping to expand the number of agriculture education programs offered at fairs across the state. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Taylor Schaefer.